in because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name's Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch journey, where we are recapping, rewatching, and reacting to past seasons of Survivor, an episode at a time. Today, we're on the sixth episode of Survivor David vs. Goliath, titled Aren't Brochachos Just Adorable? They are indeed adorable, and they're ab- adorable too <laughs> um so whether you are re-watching this yourself whether you are watching a season for the first time or you're just thinking back on some of your favorite survivor moments we're glad that you have joined us here through our david versus goliath rewatch. but of course i'm not the only member of this pod i'm joined by three of my friends who are watching this season for the very first time so before we get much deeper, you ought to meet the rest of the Outwatch crew, starting with Adam. Welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Adam, one of the baffling things this episode, um, in the immunity challenge, they have to fill a very, very large stone saucer with water and then dump it into a small bucket. Um, and we were wondering before this call, wh- why? What was the purpose of this thing? What may have it been used for previously? Give us a big, big stone saucer origin story. I don't think we have any proof that this isn't the island from Jurassic Park. So my best guess at this point is that these were uh, water troughs for dinosaurs. I like that. Yeah, great point. Nobody's ever seen. Um, you know, the island of the Jurassic Park and Fiji, the survivor set in Fiji in the same place at the same time. So that's I mean, why Jeff I, wears those shirts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's the archaeologist. He's an archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> Next season on Survivor, we're doing something we've never done before. Survivor Island of Dinosaurs. <laughs> the monster. <laughs> it's like, it's like a pterodactyl like... from that to New York. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a there's a comedian. <laughs> There's this Australian like comedian who writes songs named uh, Tom Cardi, uh, and he has is an old one where he he put he wrote lyrics to the theme song to Jurassic Park, and it's just like dinosaur fucking dinosaur by some guy. guy. (laughs) It's so good. I would love to hear Jay from Millennials vs. Gen X sing the, <laughs> the Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, where the Lord I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Emily, what do you think about this big rock? <laughs> you know, uh, my first thought was to Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like the dinosaur direction, but <laughs> I mean, it could have been Clifford. When did the Clifford movie come out? Was this, uh, like, marketing Ooh. for that? Just, like, <laughs> uh-huh. trying to... <laughs> For this reward, you get a special screening of Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to, you know, them in confessional, like, hey, great flick. Love that big dog. Such a good movie. Take your family to see it. Heartwarming film. (laughs) Even if I I don't win a million dollars, it was worth it because I got to see this movie. (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, you need to stop bitching. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I don't want to watch Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> you need to stop bitching. And- <laughs> Jonathan Petter, what do you think about this movie? I mean, my ass! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Adding Clifford the Big Red Dog to our Brant Steele list. (laughs) I've never seen such an animal. Scott, that's perfect. I didn't know they made such an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Scott, welcome to Watch. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Scott, what's this big, this big stone bowl? It's hard to follow up with big dog bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, my first thought was like it's the original wheel <laughs> that was made. Were the cavemen just... also giants? Yes. We don't know that they were. From the Smithsonian. Yeah. I bet CBS Jeff the archaeologist. Like, hey, we got a survivor us. challenge. Can we borrow these big wheels? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, they're just sitting here anyway. Yeah, why not? Sure. They asked like the Eastern Isle Easter Island head from. <laughs> If Jeff truly was an archaeologist, maybe he could tell us. That'd be wild if they just like found these and they were like, well, we got to use them in a challenge. We found them. <laughs> hey, Jeff, we uh, found some big rocks in Fiji. You want to make a challenge? Do you want to make a whole season that just revolves around us using these in a challenge at some point? <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, is it a like David throwing the pebble thing. 
But it's like a giant pebble. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Well, no. Last, last episode, hole? last episode was a slingshot challenge, wasn't Good it? Good point. Good point. Are all a slingshot? These, did, have there, have there been themes to these challenges that we haven't caught? I'm looking <laughs> back now. To reach it. There's always a slingshot. Not always. The slingshot is is really is really on the nose. I mean, there's no big snakes in David's story. There is in other biblical stories. But not that one. <laughs> Can there be like a survivor uh, and then just like the like survivor plagues of Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> all the challenges are just... Or today's challenge. <laughs> there's a lot of frogs. A river of blood. <laughs> <laughs> You must duck the frogs and <laughs> slingshot the frogs into the hoop. <laughs> it's like a carnival game. Uh, what were the other challenges? Um, there's the blind wheelbarrow. That doesn't seem like a... Yeah, I think maybe just every once in a while. Um, okay, well, now that we've covered that, what do you say we take a trip down to Tree Mail and talk about what happened this episode? Let's do it. Man, I can't wait to do another Brant Steel. <laughs> Those are so much fun. <laughs> um, okay. First thing that happens here, Angelina confirms to her tribe that she voted for Lyrsa just to try and get Natalie's jacket, which does really kind of skeeve off the rest of the tribe. The reward challenge, there's a coconut bag and ring toss for kebabs and utensils. The green tribe finishes first. And purple comes from way behind to finish in second place. Um, Christian talks about what being a brochacho means to him um, and very heartwarmingly sees it as validation against his fear of being socially ostracized. That being a part of this group of brochachos kind of makes him feel um, like he doesn't have to worry about that. Gabby finally um, takes initiative after feeling on the outs of this tribe and approaches Allison and they start to work together against Dan, hot cop Dan of the two idols on the green tribe. And then we get a pretty wild scene here at the orange tribe where Elizabeth has a sore back um, and she wants to split the bamboo in half for the bed to make it more comfortable. But everybody else isn't really ready to make this change. And everything just kind of goes buck wild from here. Elizabeth gets really fired up. Everybody else kind of gets fired up. Um, the chant to the bed isn't actually really made. Um, and just everyone's upset about it. At the immunity challenge, it's the big, the big water saucer dog bowl, Clifford, the big red dog challenge. And then you solve a puddle, a puzzle. Um, purple gang, purple just can't do this one. They can't carry the big water saucer. Um, can't get past that first leg of the challenge and lose big time, um, sending them back to tribal council. Worth noting here at this point in the game, we've got seven Davids and seven Goliaths, um, a s even two, two split on this particular tribe going to tribal. Lyrsa tells Angelina and Mike that she wants to stick with Nick when they approach her. She's pretty unwavering. Um, and Nick lets us know that he wants to work with his fellow rock star, Mike, more than he wants to work with Lyrsa or Angelina. But he wants to convince Mike that Angelina is a better vote than Lyrsa. But ultimately, 
Uh, Mike and Angelina have their way. Lierce's voted out here unanimously three to one, making her the next player eliminated at this point. Um, let's start, Adam. Uh, tough, tough week here as back to back, you lose two members of your tribe. Um, Lirsa, the next one to go here. What, uh, what went wrong for Lirsa this time? I mean, the issue that Lirsa has here is she's not in a strong alliance with anyone. This is what it comes down to. Right. Like she has a default alliance with Nick because he was also with David and she worked with Nick in the past to get uh, Jessica voted out, but they themselves don't really have like a formal alliance as far as we can tell, which means that when Nick is kind of forced to choose, you know, who am I going to like play this game with? He goes to the person that he feels like he can play the game with Mike and then needs to reach a consensus with him that he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just really a victim of circumstance here. <clears throat> I, I don't know what the right move here is because I think that there are people like Angelina. Yeah. Like people who see that she's this kind of strategic and analytically minded person playing this game. I can make her an easy target to try to like you know splitting up the David and Goliath team so I think it's interesting to keep her in the game where Lyrsa is generally more well liked and not a huge challenge threat like she's good in challenges but she's not like com- compared to the field not that huge of a threat so mm-hmm. I don't know I, I think Lyrsa's social game is probably a bit scarier from that perspective so it's yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a toss up at the end of the day. And she just, yeah. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know if Lyrsa has a great way out of this one, but it feels like she does misplay when they return to camp from the challenge here, the way that um, she's kind of approached like, all right, Hey, what are you thinking? And she's just like, well, guess we're going to rocks. Cause I'm not going to vote for Nick. Um, kind of shuts down any, advance that the Goliaths could have made. Well, and that's that's a mistake too on her part because she I mean like you obviously you should always say yes. Like it's just it's like Survivor 101 mm-hmm. is someone comes to you with a thing and you're like, okay, yeah. And then you walk away from that conversation and you go talk to Nick. Be like, this is what they just told me. Like I agreed to this, but I don't want to do it. Right. And then you peel off Mike, who you know that Nick has a relationship with, and be like, I know I just said yes to you and Angelina, but like, we all saw what Angelina did. Like, I, you know, because then you're, you're basically establishing that like, oh, well, we have a relationship now, Mike and I. Yeah. And I have a relationship with Nick. So why don't the three of us work together instead? Sure. Sure. Which is another way, you know, to play it. You're also in a really awful position of just, I mean, they're, they're David and Goliath are tied uh, in numbers at this point. So then when, so this vote will determine who has the edge going into the merge, which you know is coming because one of the tribes has three people on it now. So like, that's not going to, this isn't going to say a thing. <clears throat> and they have been tribal council 
this is the second time they've been tribal council, which is the third time that tribal council has happened. Yeah. Since the split. So there's not even like this moment where you can kind of look around and be like, well, the Goliaths aren't sticking together because I know a Goliath got voted off there. And I know a Goliath got voted off there. Right. Which, you know, leaves you in a trickier situation from Mike's perspective of, well, I can stick with the Goliath. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, I it think it's tough. I think Mike, like the more I think about it, I, I think you'd have a really hard time to get Mike to vote out another Goliath and then come into a merge as, you know, the Goliath who took out all the other Goliaths on his tribe, right? That's like a bad look for him, I imagine, coming into the merge. But this is the thing of like, I, I understand why that feels like a bad look, but you have you in theory have the numbers advantage because you're working with the Davids. And if you're like, I, I don't know how much they talk about this. You never see this conversation, but like Nick isn't sitting there. Going like I have an alliance with Christian. Mm-hmm. Christian has a solid alliance with Gabby. We can bring Lyrsa into this. Who has a solid alliance with Elizabeth. So right. that's Christian, Elizabeth, Lyrsa, uh, Nick, Mike. Mm-hmm. That's like a solid five that even once you get through all the Goliaths, you still should be able to keep yourself out of harm's way when it's down to the Davids. Sure. So it's just kind of one of those situations where it's like the game is not going to stay this way. And it's already changed. You know that because a Goliath has been voted out. That's not on your tribe. Right. So I, I, I don't know. It's just like it's kind of one of those things is like we, we can't really judge this move until we see how it plays out. Like, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Scott, is there a, a part of this episode that really stuck out to you that's worth calling attention to at the top here? Um, it was kind of the the post episode confessional. Um, Lyrsa saying the worst part of this is I have to go to Ponderosa with Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> and she has to sit next to her. And she has to sit next to her. Yeah. It's so good. That is, that is really I good. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, Emily, what about you? Anything here to call out at the top? Um, yeah, I thought all of that was interesting to watch. I agree with Lisa's comment that cracked me up. Um, the whole thing with Elizabeth was pretty weird. Yeah. With no conclusion. Yeah. I feel like they were just kind of like, hey, just keep in mind that there's tension. We're right. like, okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, to me, I just felt like it was weird because on one hand, it was like, okay, so we're seeing a tribe just kind of like getting irritated with each other, which happens. But we also were like, oh, Elizabeth, like, wasn't walking like a month before Survivor. She was in so much pain. Like, and now she's she's talking about all the pain that she's been in since. And it's yeah. just kind of like that feels like unresolved. I mean, all of it feels unresolved, but that felt kind of like, are you OK? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that was just kind of like a weird, like pretty serious thing to drop. And then just to like move on mm-hmm. yeah let's talk about the scene because it was it was very interesting yeah there weren't any immediate implications but it, yeah I'm, I'm interested in y'all's takes if you're sympathetic to elizabeth 
um, in this circumstance or if you think it was, you know, mishandled. Um, Yeah, the like interesting part of this to me is like. I don't know, this is like a part. Of Elizabeth that we haven't really seen to this point, it's like she really has like a short fuse that she displayed here. You know, it's like, well, maybe it's not a short fuse that it's it's probably been building. Right. But she hit the point where she was done with it. And um, you could just like you could see it all over her face and like <laughs> so intensely like her confessional it looks like she's going to. I don't know. She's like gritting her teeth into the camera and kind of yelling in the <laughs> in the confessional. It's kind of wild. <laughs> I just I don't know. This whole situation just sucks. It was like I think we, we talk about this. I think every single season of like there are these moments where it's kind of we suddenly as a viewer become so aware of how like little they're eating and little they're sleeping yeah because they stop behaving like rational adults um and this just felt like one of those moments because even like i mean elizabeth starts doing her thing and then they kind of like come at her and tell her to stop or whatever and or like this isn't the time to do it and then elizabeth is like i just need to say this and everyone's like, okay, like we'll give you space to say this. And you kind of have this moment of like, oh, okay, it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna stay her piece. We're gonna have a rational conversation about what just happened. And like we're all gonna be like adults, conflict resolution. We're good. And like she starts to say her stuff, and you can tell it's really hard for her. And mm-hmm. Davy, I think, kind of comes at her a little bit in response to something that was like really just kind of a barb at her that like yeah. is valid. It's a valid thing to bring up, but like not in the way that you did it. Um and it just kind of especially since I mean, there's no resolution to any of this for the viewer. Like it just kind of felt weird. And because like they can have that, kind of, like Elizabeth can say the thing. And then the conversation can be, okay, so we obviously can't get this done today. Like we'll make it a focus to do this like tomorrow, right. Tonight. What can we do? And you're good and you're done with it. Right. And like, right. That's it. That's this is literally all it takes. But you know, you're sleeping probably on a good night, four or five hours, sure. and like you're not eating. And so it's just one of those things that like it's it's really hard to like it's hard to have that rational conversation. And yeah. Yeah. It just sucks. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It really does feel just like a huge miscommunication of like Mm. Yeah, it's obviously hard for Elizabeth to like express this vulnerability of her, you know, back being sore. And then she does, and it's hard for her. Um, and is not received with a whole lot of empathy. Um whereas, yeah, like a, just a um people in a better state able to communicate more clearly, this probably isn't a big deal. Yeah. I did love her confessional where she's just like She's boiling and she's like literally just like at the camera, yeah. like gritting her teeth yeah. in yeah. anger. She's like, I hate lazy people and stupid people. <laughs> it's just it's really good. Do we know do we know that the bamboo is the reason her back is hurting? Or is it two weeks of 
increased activity surviving in a beach. It could be. That has probably flared her back. I'm, I'm a little confused as to how splitting the bamboo actually, like, fixes it. It's not like they're sure. splitting it perfectly in half to make them, like, yeah. it more even. I don't know. It just, the whole thing just felt like, I don't this know doesn't feel like a real solution either, but, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that's... springier. I don't know. Like, yeah, that was my question. Yeah, someone get Ty Pennington <laughs> out there it. and do a makeover of the beach hut. Was that a CBS show? Probably not. It was like ABC, right? It was ABC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would have been a sick crossover. Want to see what you're playing for? That that does feel like some. Like a crack.com video from like 2008. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. Where Ty Pennington goes to some like remote village in Africa. And, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. He does a special room for I'm going to put an like, ice cream machine in your yurt. <laughs> <laughs> that show got us all through post 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It was what America needed. It really was. 9 11 America was wild. <laughs> Continues to be. I mean, it, it, it's still post all over America. Immediate, immediate post all yeah. America. It's a wild place. It was. Um, let's talk about the beginning of the episode here, where we get the the fallout of Angelina not getting the jacket. Um, she of course misses out on the jacket, but the cat's out of the bag as far as her um her gig here. Um interested in if you think there are implications for her survivor game stemming from the jacket gate of it all because we get some reactions from folks like that for the most part aren't super hot on what all went down yeah i i was no, go ahead. <laughs> i was i wonder if she would have been better off just not talking after that sure um because yeah like you just she completely like disclosed that she was kind of i don't know uh-huh not like she's willing to go that go to that level yeah so I, I can see where that would rub someone the wrong way i think that like part of the issue is it like why not tell someone why not tell lyrsa beforehand like you don't need to tell everybody yeah you just tell Lyrsa, like, hey, like, I want to vote off Natalie, but I really want her jacket. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that if I'm nice to her, when we vote her off, she'll give me the jacket. So yeah. I'm going to vote for you. But we know there are three votes going to Natalie. Yeah. And just like, I, like that, that's not like a, that, that's, that makes Lyrsa feel real weird. Yeah, that may not go great. Yeah. But then when the vote happens, it's kind of like, okay, like, and you can even have that conversation, like, I guess, with Mike and Nick, like, yeah. right there, too, like, sort of thing. Like, just have the full thing. Like, this is what I'm trying to do right mm-hmm. here. And I feel like mm-hmm. that would have made it feel less shady. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that she just didn't tell anyone what she was doing beforehand, it makes it feel like this was something that she concocted on the way back home to right. try and, like, be in the good graces of the people that voted opposite her. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go great. Um, the reaction didn't go great. Um, Christian gives us a scientific explanation of spearfishing. He um, didn't really catch much, but he 
did um, explain how the uh, potential force gets converted into actual kinetic force or something like that. Um, great quote from Gabby this episode um, before she goes and and kind of gets things started with Allison, where you know she's talking about she could hope that um, you know Christian is more loyal to her and will move against the brochachos, but hope is not a strategy. I think that's um, a great put it on the survivor wall of quotes quote right there. Hope is not a strategy. Um, I want to talk about. The the Christian scene and the bro chachos, which is kind of like a goof, you know, the whole bro chachos of it all. But it, it serves as a device to, yeah, get more about Christian and his personal life, talking about his insecurity and his feeling his fear of being ostracized due to his personality and who he is. And that being included in a group like the bro chachos is actually really validating to him. Um, yeah, interesting. Interested to hear your takes on this scene um, as you hear more about Christian as a person um, outside of the game, too. Did you all um, enjoy, resonate with, with this? I mean, I love Christian. I'm number one in his fan club, so every time we get a good scene from Christian, I, I think I literally say, I love him so much every mm-hmm. single time. He's just so wonderful and genuine. I understand, like, I'm sure that that, you know, for him opening up there of talking about, like, people just not giving him the space, like, be himself. And yeah. That, that's really sad, and it's hard to hear that. And it, I even was worried about him from the start, like, when they, were they on a boat? Mm-hmm. And they called him. Big Bang uh, Theory. Big Bang Theory. I was like, oh, no, is this what this is going to be like? Yeah. So I'm sure that that was probably a huge worry for him moving into the game. So I'm just really happy that he's like in his element and like creating relationships with people mm-hmm. in lots of different spaces. I don't know. Yeah, I believe um, he is a David becoming a Goliath is what we um heard from this mm-hmm. any other takes on the bro chachos do we like the bro chachos this is of course john dan and christian form the three bro chachos i okay so i don't like the bro chachos because of dan <laughs> but like he's like explicitly i'm pretty sure it was this episode was talking about how the brochachos is kind of a tool to like lure Christian into a trust circle with them yeah. or whatever. And they're just kind of using them. And I like, and I don't know if that's how John feels about it. John feels like he's genuinely John's having genuine. fun. In like the brochachos thing. Like it just seems like mm-hmm. they're just vibing. So I, I don't know. Like there's something about the brochachos when Dan describes it that way, that feels really mean and gross, especially yeah. with like, what we just talked about with the insecurity stuff, like, but I'm not entirely, I, I, that feels like such a Dan thing, I guess is just I, what it comes yeah, down to. Like, that really been, like, like he was like, Christian was literally feeding John like in this yeah. episode at one point. Like, yeah. I don't feel like, I feel like John's here for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that's the thing about it is like, I don't like the other thing I don't like about the Brochachos is that 
like Gabby feels so left mm, out. Right. And they're like, oh, well, she can't be a Bartracha. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> right. So that's where we are. You know what I mean? It's just that it's feels the, like right. I would like it if it were because I like the interactions between like John and Christian mm-hmm. and they're just being silly. Like, that's great. I think it could like I love in there and that would be perfect. But the fact that it's like, taken so seriously at least in what we see it's, and right. then yeah with dan i just get out here dan go make a bro chachos with your idols <laughs> <laughs> i got two idols I have nothing against dan it's just you know i always root for the underdog so. yeah dan's on survivor with two idols dan's on survivor with two idols. <laughs> whoa <laughs> Oh, I can't! I can't wait till Dan gets voted out with two idols in his pocket. Oh my gosh! Dumbest survivor ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, like the He Man Woman Haters Club a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of have that quality to it. Um. Okay, yeah. let's talk about this challenge a little bit more. Um, this. This immunity challenge, just like purple, never has a shot, right? It's a big, what looks to be an incredibly heavy stone disc that they've got to maneuver around some obstacles. And when you look at who is left on this tribe, right? It's Nick, who can hold his own, um, Angelina, who's all right, and then Lyrsa and Mike, who are not necessarily challenge beasts. And it's, they're doomed from the start here, right? When they've got to carry this giant thing around um curious your thoughts on this whole situation is this represent a flaw in the game is this unfair to them um or is this just you know tough potatoes scott what do you think about this whole deal i i tend to say just kind of i don't think there's anything inherently unfair about the challenge everybody's got to do the same thing um i do feel like that tribe just with how it got divvied up um was at a disadvantage but i mean i I think i feel like you see that in other ways though and other challenges like sometimes some tribes just aren't able to do that but um i don't think it was like unfair on purpose sure though sure but i could be wrong with that but yeah it, i think that the issue with the challenge i mean i think the issue just lies in the disc like i think there are other ways that you could have set up a challenge that accomplishes effectively the same thing yeah. with getting water in a difficult way to one end that like doesn't fault people so much for not having physical strength yeah but at the same time i mean were the other tribes i mean like i don't know it's just it's not like the other tribes were like just loaded up with like beefy boys like they had like one or two Mm -hmm. and then other people who could just hold their own and that was enough i don't know yeah sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbles it's just hard like yeah like the orange tribe doesn't have like they've got alec and they've got davy and carl and Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. I see your point. <laughs> I was trying to go there because they didn't have like John. John. And Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got a point there. It's like, yeah, this w- this is tough because there's such a clear like minimum viability in order to be successful in this at all. Whereas like most challenges, yeah, you can get by with having a couple people on your tribe who aren't hosses. Um and like you can get them through it, right? Um but this one, you know, in order to carry this big stone disc, you have to have four people who are physically capable of carrying the big stone disc, you know? Well, and, and even like, it's not even just carrying the disc. It's at one point they have to walk across balance beams right. that are at three different heights, which yeah. means that you need someone on the low end who can like lift it up enough. And then you need someone who can like squat down a right. bit more to like keep it level. <clears throat> it's brutal. I, I think, yeah. I think this is, I think the obstacle course is where it goes too far. Or the balance beams is where it goes too far. I think if you just had to like maneuver through like kind of the pseudo obstacle course thing and carry this. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, there's still going to be people at a disadvantage because of strength, but like that, that feels like the point where the strength really becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's also like a, a symptom of these small tribes here too, where you swap to three tribes and get late into the pre-merge phase. Like purple tribe has four people, right? So like they don't have the Liberty of being able to sit someone. It's literally the four people on their tribe that they've got right. to throw at it. Right. Well, yeah. And that, because I mean the, the green tribe gets to sit like Gabby, who right. is probably the worst one for this portion of the challenge mm-hmm. like on their tribe so they're like hey well they'll sit out mm-hmm. and the orange tribe gets to sit someone mm-hmm. i think they sat elizabeth because we're back mm-hmm. but like i could i could be wrong i don't think it was kara maybe it was kara is that her name mm-hmm. yeah maybe it was kara anyway but they i mean they they get they have their their choice again right. same thing so yeah i i don't know it's really <clears throat> It is hard. It like, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't envy the people who have to like create these challenges in any way. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'll sit here and Monday morning quarterback them all day, but like, right <laughs> at the end of the day, like that feels. It feels like this just. It could have been modified ever so slightly, and it would have felt more. Yeah. And I'm I'm really curious how the dream team run through what even like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh because i know they're not like perfect comparisons but like they're if i if i remember correctly they're fed like a similar diet they're not like you know whatever so it's not like they're the perfect physically fit version of those people so i i'm really curious like if it was such a blowout or just like how bad it was right right yeah this is a tough one. Not a super fun challenge. I'm sorry, Alex. That's <laughs> no, okay. What'd you say? It's a mental component of it, too. Like, yeah. They came off a tribal. They didn't do super great. Did they do super great in the reward? They they no. came back and got second. Yeah. They came in second. Okay. Well... I mean, so, but like, like your people, there's high pressure. I say you're right too. And that like, you look at that challenge and it's like, well, no one on our team is strong. Like right. John is. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this is high stakes. Cause like now there's four of us, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 
what what's what do we make of the whole um like you know but they never gave up look at purple they're trying so hard and it's stacked against them but they're not giving up like sentiment of it um jeff loves this sort of thing it it felt like he was trying to keep them from like stopping <laughs> yeah <laughs> please don't give up it would be so right. lame <laughs> i don't know if we've i said this to adam i don't know if we've ever seen a challenge where a team is like completely given up i don't know yeah yeah i mean Plenty of individual challenges, right? Where people jump off the thing they've got to stand on. Sometimes for chocolate and peanut butter. Good luck, woo! (laughs) (laughs) They did that one on Survivor 42 this week, and every time I see it, that's all I can think about. Yeah, Jeff, this is definitely not fun. (laughs) Okay, nobody asked you, Tony, but (laughs) thanks. Um. Let's talk. Okay, so I think we've we've talked over the argument of Lyrsa over Angelina. I think we've covered that well. I want to talk Angelina a little bit more um, about her performance at Tribal because she, yeah, similarly to what we were saying, has a really interesting like Tribal strategy. She's very like calculated. She's very she challenges people. Um, she like interrupts Jeff <laughs> at this point um, at this Tribal at one point. Do I don't know the the like public perception on her tribe of Angelina right now isn't the best. Um, do we think that this this way of behaving at tribal council is. I don't know, contributing to that. <laughs> it feels like she's getting ready for when the jury's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is this is, this is something that Amanda always talked about was like she, like when she was at tribal, like she behaved very specifically. Yeah, like she had specific ways that she would act, and then when someone like called her out on something in front of the jury that she felt like wasn't justified, like she was pissed. Yeah, because she she's like so hyper aware that the jury is here paying attention, and it feels like. Angelina is playing to a jury that's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And it probably does not come off well. Like, yeah. it's like, what are we doing this for? You know, like, there's no one over there. Yeah. Last point I want to make is that um, ultimately, you know, like Nick sticks to his guns for a long time and that he would rather take out Angelina, but Mike is the one who would rather take out Lyrsa. And so Nick kind of acquiesces to Mike's preference here. Um, if Nick were to have it his way, they would have voted out Angelina, but Mike has his way instead. So, um, I don't know. A thing to clock is, as Nick has kind of been in the driver's seat with some other stuff recently, Mike here, um, takes the lead role and Nick falls into the, you know, the passenger car here. Uh, anything else from this one, or shall we move on to our fantasy scoring? Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. This episode, um, Adam, another player from your tribe drops a total of 50 points 
on King Saul's Revenge Tribe. Um, Emily pulled a high for the episode of 70 points after a big week from Dan. Um, he named the episode and got United last episode. So Dan paying dividends, Emily. I'm sure you're stoked about that. Um, <laughs> and Scott's Sandy Cheeks Tribe will pull 60 points this episode um, on the backs of Christian, Gabby, Nick, and Mike. Um, so our totals now, things have gotten close, gang. Um, Scott's Sandy Cheeks Tribe still in third place with 230 points. Again, that consists of Christian, Gabby, Nick, and Mike. Emily's Abacad Tribe is at 260. Pulling along Angelina, Carl, Dan, Alec, Allison. And the King Saul's Revenge Tribe, so with a lead, though very slim at 265, with John, Elizabeth, Kara, and Davey. Um, any, anyone interested in proposing a trade here before we hit the goats and participation trophies? Is anybody, you know, on NFL Draft Weekend here looking, looking appealing? I I mean I'm gonna throw out somebody that I would put on the waiver wire if someone's interested. I really like Davey. I think he's an interesting player, but I would be interested in trading him if someone uh is else is interested. Interesting. Davey on the trade block from King Saul's Revenge Tribe. With my current team, I've already taken some major hits. I have four people who I think are hopefully going to be okay for a minute, so I'm going to stick with it. Scott holds yeah. Pat. But I do like Davey, though. I think he's cool. Like, interesting player, but, like, I'm yeah. not, like, so confident. And, like, you know, it can go either way. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Emily. Yeah, the only person I would consider swapping him with is Angelina, but I think they're both... We're just going to have to see where they land, and I don't think it's worth the risk. This way. Interesting. You don't think it's worth the risk? No, and also, would you accept her? I'd take Angelina. No. If you <laughs> would take her, then no! <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to trade Dan, Emily? No. <laughs> Such a high point, sir. It's like having Jean Robert on your team. Yeah. It's like, I don't want him, but he's, <laughs> he gets me points. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's fine. All right. All right. No, no biting. No, no bites. Okay. Let's do our goats and participation trophies for this episode. Um, Who wants to go first here? I can go first. I think uh, goat. I think I'm going to give it to Mike. Um, Mr. Schneebly himself. I think that's the second time. Did I give it to Mike last week? Too? I think you've gone back to back on old Mike. That's, that's interesting. I feel like he's probably more deserving this week. Um, I think uh, I, I, I know a lot of this was kind of a, a Nick orchestration to get to this point, but um, I mean, Mike ultimately got to make the move that put him in a better position with uh, the Goliaths. Um, he's still in a good position with Nick. So I, I think that he set himself up really well for this episode. Yeah. Um, to kind of choose his path. 
going into a merge. Participation. Um, this one's harder. I don't feel like I don't think anyone like did really poorly. Sure. Um, Oh, I'm going to give it to Kara. <laughs> okay, why is that? <laughs> Kara helped. She participated in splitting the bamboo and then just kind of sat there while the, all the way out there. While everyone yelled at each other. Oh, nothing happened. That's funny. <laughs> and, then, and then she talked to Kara and said, so it looks like there's some cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant observation. The bamboo, there's crap. Well, very participatory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. It's kind, of, kind of nothing happened out of it. <laughs> Emily, who you got? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll give my vote to Nick because I think he's he's like keeping himself in a really good spot as all these wild things are happening with his tribe. Like he always seems to come out as like the level headed. Mm -hmm. He's part of the plan. So I think he's maneuvering this well. And can I, mm, You just give it to the entirety of the purple team. Well, I was going to ask. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Can I just give it to the purple tribe <laughs> for their performance in the challenge? <laughs> Let's, um, you know, we'll we'll give it a. Th- hmm. How do we want to do this? I think I think just give it to the purple tribe. Not not purple. don't give it to like each individual. Yeah. Just say purple. purple. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They they did produce. They, they did really participate. Back to them, they, this is not it really is participating too. Yeah. Never stop participating. Uh Scott, who you got? Um Yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna go with I'm, I'll second the mic um for the goat. Yeah, because he he ultimately kind of won out. Um, he kept his Goliath numbers, um, and so I'll go. I'll go that. Um, as participation trophy, I'm struggling. Sure. Um, I'm gonna give it to Angelina for not getting voted out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she really didn't have anything to do with that. So I, <laughs> yeah, she just kind of. Happen to not get voted at. <laughs> um, I'm going to go off the board here. I think I'm going to give my goat this time to Christian. Good Christian episode with the brochachos of it all. I really thought someone would give it to Gabby. I'm kind of surprised. I was thinking about didn't... Gabby too because she does approach Allison. She did have a good moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's at least an honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it leads to a goat in a few future episodes. Sure. That. Hope is not a strategy. 
Hope is not a strategy. <laughs> and I'm going to give my goat to Elizabeth because although she was probably justified in her frustration and pain, um, not a great look for her this episode. If, if this were a stock watch pod, you know, Elizabeth's stock probably trending downward after this one. Um, anything else before we wrap this one up? I don't think so. This is just like a episode of Survivor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing like, like super amazing happened. It's just kind of we. It's maybe the least in. Yeah. It may be the worst one of the season. Yeah. We're just getting, kind of, getting this through. The least interesting tribal that could have happened. Yeah. Like so, but we're we're in an interesting place where like this season. Normally, by this point in a season, we're kind of like trudging through. Yeah. And we feel it trending downwards, but pretty, I mean, the merge is happening next episode right. based off of whatever. So we know that like it should ramp up again. So the dip is minimal. Sure. It is. What One I episode say. dip is definitely doable. Yeah. Let's do a quick, a dip. you know, with the merge looming, everybody give me your clubhouse favorite right now. Um. Mm. With who, if you're to reassess and pick a winner, or at least the person who looks to be in the best spot um, going into the merge, who would you pick? Who? Still a lot of people left. I, I, I don't know that this person will actually win. I think the person that has the most has one of the more interesting positions in this game is John, um, who is tight with the Goliaths. Also interested in going off book. Like we saw with Natalie, he tried to like form an alliance with her and kind of mm-hmm. work with her. We've seen a friendship develop with Christian. I think that he has this real maneuverability going into emerge to find out where he is best. We haven't seen a lot of strategy from him in terms of like making something happen yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see if he can do it. But yeah. Sure. Johnny Mundo. What do you think, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of torn between a couple people. I'm going to say I feel like Nick is in a really interest like an interesting place because he's got he seems to be t- really tight with Mike. They got the rock stars. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, then he's got like previous things with like Christian. Um, so he's really good at like good social game that could potentially blow up on him if enough people get wind of what he's doing. Sure. Um, and I, I just feel like Strategically, he's got a number of ways he could go if he needs to. So, Nick. Okay. Locked in. Emily, what about you? Um, I was thinking Nick, but I'm actually going to go with Allison. Yes. Interesting. Allison. Interesting. She seems like really strong with the Goliath tribe, but she, and then you reminded me that she made the, she had that really great moment with Gabby. Mm-hmm. And I think she's, she even said, like, this game, isn't, didn't she say that? This game can't be they have versus Goliath the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think she's got a good line of sight yeah. on what should 
And I yeah. think she's like, nobody has beef with her. Yeah. She's like in with people. So she, yeah. she has a good, clear vision of the game. And mm-hmm. I like that cannot be under, underrated yeah. when it comes to the church. Yeah, Allison's one of those interesting ones because we haven't seen a ton of her because I suspect she's not like great in confessional. Um, but yes, smart, like in a good spot, like um, clearly knows her way around what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you for listening to Outwatch. Um, Next time on Outwatch, we will continue our David vs. Goliath rewatch with the seventh episode titled, There's Going to Be Tears Shed. Indeed, there will be. Uh, Make sure that you're following or subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss anything. Uh, We appreciate, appreciate, we appreciate your listening. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Bye.